Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. My name is Brian, a.k.a. the Red Dirt Aggie, and welcome to another episode. It's Thursday, so it's time for our sports-focused episode, but we do need to talk some music today as well. If you haven't already, be sure you go back and give our previous episode a listen. Our Texas Music Tuesday episode this week featured musical guests the Weathered Souls, they're a group here from the state of Texas, and they play a southern rock style with some country elements, but they, they're certainly shifting over to more of a rock and roll-centric sound, and you'll be able to hear that on their new single that actually just dropped last night at midnight, and uh, it's entitled Rolling Thunder. It's out on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music. Go Go give it a listen. It's a banger, certified banger. It'll be on our playlist. Uh, so go give that a listen. Support those guys. They're awesome. And yeah. Also, tonight at uh, midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central, Parker McCollum has a new single dropping off of his album that will be releasing later this year. The new single is entitled I Ain't Going Nowhere. It will be off of his new album set to release May 12th, entitled Never Enough. And Parker McCollum is set to kick off Radio Houston coming up later this month on February 28th. He'll be performing. So another huge year for Parker McCollum, a.k.a. the Limestone Kid. It looks to be in order here. As uh, he's, as personally, I'm, I'm a huge Parker McCollum fan, right? I've been going to his shows since... 2016, back in the early days um, when the Limestone Kid album was out, um, and back at Hurricane Harry's in College Station, seeing him open for people like Josh Abbott. Now he's, you know, he's big time now. He's playing huge events like the Houston Rodeo, and um, I think he's uh, just in awe of it as much as all of his fans are, like me and everyone else. So, um, it's, uh, it could happen to a better guy. It's awesome to see him, uh, on the rise like this, but headlining Houston Rodeo, and it's been exciting to witness the awesome rise of Parker McCollum. And now, since it's Thursday, it's time to do our weekly update on Aggie men's basketballs. That's what we've kind of been focusing on here lately on our sports, sports episodes. And another huge win for the Ags last night. Once again in Reed Arena. They remain perfect this year in Reed Arena and conference play at home. They did have that one ugly loss to Walford. That Quadrant 4 loss that haunts us to this day. But they remain perfect in conference play to this point at home. They'll be playing Saturday afternoon on the road at Missouri. Home of the Mizzou Tigers. Uh, and they've been a pretty solid team at home. Uh, only losing two games at home the entire season. Last weekend, they were out on the road, and they had a solid game there as well, defeating the Tennessee Volunteers on a buzzer beater, winning the game 86-85. to They were led by guard Kobe Brown, a player that had originally committed to Texas A&M and then flipped his commitment after Billy Kennedy was let go from the program. So our old coach, Billy Kennedy, recruited this guy, Kobe Brown, to A&M. But... Now he's at Mizzou. He flipped his commit back in the day when, uh, after Billy Kennedy 
was fired from Texas A&M. And uh, anyway, in that game against Tennessee, though, he shot uh, 8 for 15 from the field. He had half his free throws as well. Um, had 21 points. And he's one of the star players on that team. He's going to be a play a large role in whatever Mizzou tries to draw up to take us down this week. And uh, this weekend will be a great opportunity for the Aggies to pick up another Quadrant 1 win out on the road. So we try to solidify a spot in the March Madness NCAA tournament. Also of note is the fact Tennessee defeated Alabama last night. So the Aggies are only one game back for first place in the SEC. It's, a, it's you know, there's several more things that would have to happen. But there's a chance that, you know, we, we have a shot at the SEC title. I'm just going to come out and say it. I, I don't believe in jinxing us. I, we have a shot right now. I'm not saying that we're going to get it. I'm not saying that we're not going to get it. I'm just saying that mathematically, we have a shot. And I'll leave it at that. We're one game back right now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens from this point. But uh, we still have to face Tennessee and Alabama themselves. Uh, we get both of them at home in Reed Arena from the comfort of Reed Arena. That's always nice. And if we if uh, we here at the Red Dirt Aggie Show uh, would love to be in attendance at both of those games, we're planning to go to Tennessee. We already have tickets secured for that one. Um, if we can find a way to get uh, our hands on some tickets for the Alabama game as well, then uh, we'll make our way up there for that one too. But let's talk about last night's game. <clears throat> I came into College Station from Magnolia last night. I met up with a good friend. Uh, and a Texas A&M former student, just like me. Uh, he lives up there, works up there. So we had some dinner. We headed over to Reed Arena. When I arrived, I'm searching everywhere for parking. I was met with a full lot 100 outside the arena. The next lot I go to, also full. So I'm going even further and further away from the arena. Now, two things are going through my mind. One, I'm thrilled. Because... Um, this means that there's a lot of people at this game. Second thing going through my mind is like, dang, I'm going to have to walk a really far away and I'm pretty full from dinner. Um, so anyways, I, uh, I go to the lot that isn't full and I have to park all the way out by the greenhouses on West campus. For those of you who know the area, um, and that's a pretty long distance from the arena. So this this is just a testament to the fact that Reed Arena, it's being packed and rocked and whatever you want to call it for every every weeknight game, uh, even deeper into February here in the season. And this is something we're not used to. And if you've been around Nike basketball for a while, you're not used to this yet. And it's awesome. It's fun. Um, <coughs> it's not something we've seen in a long time from Aggies and Reed Arena. So, the crowd noise has been making a huge difference at these games, and it's important as Aggies, former students, and current students alike, that we continue to support Aggie basketball with our attendance. The crowd noise is really impacting the games as the team continues to win games, and the support grows. <coughs> it only fuels our fire and desire to return to Reed Arena, and the team's desire to continue to win games. 
Also, I'm hoping this is going to carry over into future seasons to come. Texas Aggie football had a less than less than stellar season last year. We'll just leave it at that. It was not great. But we still had large attendance at the majority of all those games. So think about that. That's because we have a tradition of supporting our team no matter what. We're, we're there all the time. Well, I wish basketball was like that. I wish that place was packed all the time no matter what. But this team had to earn its fans this year, more or less. We had to earn those fans. And the team is doing that. They're winning over the fan base, and they're playing hard for them, and they're earning the respect of the fan base. And it's time we start giving Aggie basketball every year the support that it serves, as well as all of our other athletic programs. There's a lot of great athletic programs at A&M, not just football. <coughs> now, after I made my truck over to made my way from my truck over to Reed Arena, got my exercise in. <laughs> Me and my friend Alex and I, we made our way up to our seats. We were looking around the stadium, and I saw a sea of white behind both baskets. All the way up to the second deck was full. Uh, All the way behind the other side of the student section was full. Behind the other basket, I see people all the way around in the upper deck, which is just something you don't normally see. And um, even the, the former student sections looked relatively full, you know, especially for a Tuesday night game. <coughs> and the game was later announced over 11,000 attendance, which is solid for a Wednesday night game. An 8 p.m. Wednesday night game is going to be harder for some of those people that make it in from out of town. And it's very solid. And with it being full and loud, it's an intimidating environment for anyone to come in and win. And to top it all off, we have a DJ. You know, that's that's sick. And the DJ inside the arena, he kept the enthusiasm and the speakers themselves shaking and rocking all night long from the opening tip. Even during the yells led by the yell leaders, the music would still be playing in the background just at a slightly lower volume. In the exact, exact instant that the yell would end, the music would erupt again and go back to blasting volume and keep that crowd hype. So that they're ready for those pivotal moments in the game. And in those pivotal moments in the game, the crowd would come to life. I actually saw around um, Aggie social media in various places, uh, decibel measurements. People's smartwatches were going off saying, you know, loud environment, loud environment. 100 plus decibels, etc. At the game, it was loud. Uh, there were points in the game that I would deem as being some of the loudest I've heard in Reed Arena, especially in a long time. The only time I can remember Reed Arena being louder was the Tyler Davis tip-in overtime against Kentucky when we won on that that putback. Tyler Davis had that little putback tip-in, and uh, I'll never forget that. The atmosphere was incredible throughout the first half and second half. What was not incredible, though, throughout that first half was the Texas A&M shooting percentage. And uh, in the end, it didn't really look that incredible either. But Texas A&M did not play very well in the first half. And, you know, thanks to Hayden Hefner's three-point shot, though, right at the buzzer, uh, they were able to have something positive to end the half on. Despite this, they were still down uh, significantly. And 
um, really Hayden Hefner's three is what allowed them and started their run to turn a 33 to 21 deficit into a 38 to 37 lead within the first four minutes of the second half. Despite this, though, all in all, Texas A&M only led in this game for five minutes and two seconds. And despite shooting only 35% from the field on the whole game, they managed to secure the win 62-56, to largely due to a limited number of turnovers with only nine and excellent free throw shooting, as they were 18-22 of 22 from the foul line, shooting 81.8%, compared to Arkansas's abysmal free throw percentage of 50%. Arkansas only shot 7 for 14 from the free throw line. They committed 23 fouls to A&M's 20. Nearly everyone struggled on that first half for A&M offensively. In the second half, though, Wade Taylor and Tyrese Boots Radford uh, really took their game up to the next level. Wade Taylor would end up finishing with 18 points, 4 assists, and 2 steals. And he was 3 of 5 from behind the arc in that second half. That really helped the Aggies in the end. And how about Dexter Dennis turning turning in his double-double with 14 points and 11 rebounds? He had that key uh, interception on the inbound pass at the end of the game. They really sealed it for us. And he knocked out his free throws too. And was clutch. And he's such a solid rebounder, especially being a guard. Him and Boots have just got to be some of Buzz Williams' favorite guys. The way they work so hard and play the game the right way. But Wade Taylor had two steals. Dexter Dennis had one. And Boots with two. So the Aggies were out there playing good defense. Picking up five total steals. It wasn't beautiful basketball. It wasn't even necessarily good basketball. It was enough to get the job done last night, and that's all you can ask for sometimes. I would much rather win ugly than not win at all. Tomorrow marks opening day for Texas A&M baseball, and uh, I don't know if you've looked, but they have an absolutely brutal schedule when it gets time for uh, conference play. Uh, it's kind of running around social media, and oh my goodness, it looks it looks like it's going to be fun. Um, three back-to-back weekends with several top teams, uh, the likes of... LSU, Tennessee, Ole Miss, I believe was the other one. And then you have uh, Tuesday night games against Rice and TU mixed in there as well. And that just looks like a lot of fun. Um, Definitely tough, but also a lot of fun. And how about the talent of SEC baseball in the conference this year? SEC is such a dominant uh, conference in baseball. Uh, and we're improving in other sports as well. We obviously have the dominance in football there too. But uh, baseball is just nuts. And conference is absolutely stacked and loaded. And we'll be covering uh, Aggie baseball on this podcast more as we get deeper into the baseball season. But uh, right now we're going to keep our primary focus on Aggie basketball. But don't worry, we will have plenty of Aggie baseball coverage for you. In particular when we get closer into SEC play. We'll also be recapping um, recapping some of the series. Like uh, next um, next week on our sports episode, we will feature a some statistics and some analysis from this opening weekend, as well as talking some Aggie baseball. But good luck to Coach Slosh and the boys as they get ready for opening day 
always an exciting time in Aggieland as we get ready to head out and witness hopefully some Olsen magic, particularly coming off of last season. Uh, that great run we had, making it to Omaha, knocking out our uh, rivals, the T-Sips, on Father's Day. And uh, that was epic, right? Uh, who's your daddy, Longhorns? We're your daddy right now. Um, and that's why you're coming to the SEC. You want to be with daddy. You missed him, right? You missed your daddy. So you're coming to be with him again. But uh, alrighty, I promise you I'm done with the daddy thing for a little bit now. <laughs> um, but Gig'em, God bless. Oh, wait, real quick. Our, uh, our songs of the week, okay? So check it out. You know, I got three for you this week. Uh, three for you to check out. Hayden Baker dropped a song recently called Just Talkin'. It's, uh, it examines the, the talking stage of relationships. It's a pretty clever song. Uh, I like it. I think um, I think he's a great uh, musician, great guitar player, great singer, great songwriter, and a great guy. So uh, we had him hang out for a Texas Music Tuesday episode. Uh, go, uh, go support him. Spend some of his music. Definitely give that one a listen. That's his new one he's got uh, just dropped. Now, also, The Weathered Souls, our Texas Music Tuesday episode from this week. They just dropped a new song last night. The Weathered Souls, our Texas Music Tuesday guest from this week. They dropped a new song called Rolling Thunder. Go give it a listen. It's a banger. Those guys are dope, too. Support their music. Spin their music and spin that new release. Then, of course, the big one, Parker McCollum. Okay, he's dropping his uh, new single titled I Ain't Going Nowhere. Be sure you give that one a listen tonight, too. As always, Giga Maggies, God bless and beat the hell out of everyone. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Today's episode of the Red Dirt Aggie Show was presented by Heritage Pools. For all your swimming pool needs in the greater Houston, Texas area, whether you need a new swimming pool, repairs, remodels, regular service, or anything in between, Heritage Pools does it all. Give them a call today at 281-896-5061.